I had something last week um, that was trying to get me down. It, it was an upper respiratory infection. Oh, that's horrible. And yeah, it really was. And I warned our audience at the time to not get too close to the radio, just in case. That's right. Normally, uh, we like an intimate audience, but maybe not in this situation. Right. By the way, may I ask you a personal question? You may indeed. <clears throat> why is it you? Why, who who was it, or why do you call yourself your friendly announcer voice? Your friendly voice. What did you call yourself? What friendly voice? I think it kind of brings something warm and intimate to KSEO. If you prefer, I not do it. That's fine. No, 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 no. I would just no. I'm just curious. No one's ever done that before, and I, I just think it's sort of. Clever and sort of, it's, it, it adds a nice touch. Well, thank you I very much. If I somebody, appreciate that. If someone else brought that up to you or said you should do that or whether you came up with it one day just out of the blue or what? No, no. I think being soothing and on an, an on air is a is a good thing for our listeners. Ah, I think so too. So anyhow, I, I it, it had been suggested that we pull out a um, uh, a, a worst of Saturday special, Uh-oh. you know, from the archives. Because it's the holiday weekend and, you know. Sure. And that I wasn't sounding any better than last week. In fact, maybe worse. But I decided we would just sort of like play it by ear. Uh, what really made me decide <clears throat> to go ahead and do the show, um, is, um, that, that, that recording from a Texas radio station, KLBJ, where the welfare recipient uh, called a talk radio show and said, what is it about you guys? You know, you're, you're, I get to sit home, I get to smoke weed, all that. Now, I heard that on Charlie Friedman's program here during the week, and I was made late to my next appointment because it was such riveting radio that I, I couldn't stop. You know, I got to my destination and I just had to keep listening to, to, to this. And so I figured, you know, I'd like to expose this to the Saturday special audience, but Richard B. Luther, our esteemed engineer, uh, told me, uh, earlier when we were testing up the uh, connection here between KSCO North and, uh, the station, oh, Rush Limbaugh had that on a thousand times and it's gone viral and everybody's had it on. And I said, oh my God, I'm probably going to go back to, uh, just doing a, uh, a rerun. He says, well, see what happens. We'll just sort of play it by ear. The other thing I've always wanted to do is sort of have a best of. What do you, where do you think the best this or the best that is? I'm on a personal crusade right now. Um, I just love. Do you know what steak tartare is? I have heard the expression, but I am not familiar with the food. Okay, it's 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 raw steak. It's chopped raw steak. You know, mixed with uh, egg with with raw egg, and it's mixed with uh, capers. And it's mixed with, you know, some other, you know, spices and stuff. But it's not and cooked. It's, no, right, it's not cooked. Uh-huh. And, uh, you know, the, the whole thought of it, when I first learned about steak tartare, and some people call it tartare, I, I don't know what the pr- proper pronunciation is. I learned about it in 1978 when I went to a broadcaster's convention back in the days when everybody was, was just, um, they were just throwing off money like it was, you know, like there was no such thing as money. I mean, like it was just dirt, and it was quite a quite a um, delicacy. Well, I've decided that there aren't too many places that stir, serve t- steak tartare 
or steak tartare. And I've gone on a personal crusade to find the best steak tartare in the area. Uh, and I happen to be in uh, KSCO North right now, which is a uh, city of San Francisco. But does anybody out in the audience of the Saturday special on KSCO have a special, you know, something that, that especially steak tartare, because I would be very, very interested in that. If there's any restaurant in the Monterey Bay area that serves, I don't even know of one that does. I had to do a Google search, you know, to even find half a dozen restaurants that serve it up, up here in San Francisco. Um, but I figured, you know, we might uh, we might have a little fun with that. We might play a little uh, iPhone music or something. And if it gets really horrible and, and no one's interested or, or we keep getting tomatoes thrown at us, um, then we can um, we can just uh, switch to uh, some old uh, riveting radio from KSCO or something, right? We can always do that, right? Sure, absolutely. Okay. Well, you the man. So uh, would you do me a favor? Before I uh, play this thing, which I will be able to play from up here, and, and, and I do, if you've heard it before, just bear with me because I do want to have our own, our own Saturday special discussion, uh, about this welfare recipient, um, on this, uh, audio that went viral. Um, but if you could start our, um, our one jingle now, I would appreciate it. Righto. Good morning. A brighter day is here. Good morning. May we bring you cheer. We've got time. We've got tunes. We've got time, tunes, and temperature. Get up and go. It's today you know on KSCO Radio. Hi there, Monterey Bay, Silicon Valley. It's not Silicon Valley. It's Silicon Valley. Anyhow, welcome to KSCO's Saturday special. MZ's here with you. Uh... We're going to do an open mic or just total free form. Who knows what's going to happen. Sometimes they're the worst shows. Sometimes they're the best. But it is your favorite radio station. We intend to remain uh, uh, in that status with you. So stay with us the next two hours. You'll be happy you did. Good morning. Now stay right here on KSCO Radio. Okay. Um, as I said, a lot of you have heard this before because I understand uh, Limbaugh has done this a number of times, and I know that Charlie Friedman did it on KSCO, which is why I heard it. But it is um, it's a clip from a radio station called KLBJ in Austin, Texas, um, where a, uh, a, a welfare recipient called in to the local talk show, and here it is. Lucy, you're on KLBJ. Hi, how are you? Hi, Lucy. Good morning. I just wanted to say, while workers out there and people like you that are preaching morality at, at people like me living on welfare, can you really blame us? I mean, I get to sit home. I get to go visit my friends all day. I even get to smoke weed. Me and, my, and people that I know that are illegal immigrants that don't contribute to society, we, we're still going to get paid. Our check's going to come in the, in the mail every month, and it's going to be on time, and we get subsidized housing. We even get uh, presents delivered for our kids for Christmas. Why should I work? So you know what? Y'all get the, the benefit of, um, you know, saying, oh, look at me, I'm a better person. But when y'all sit back talking about how y'all are a better person because y'all go to work, we're the ones getting paid. So can you really blame us? Are you talking on an Obama phone as well? How, how much yeah, do I you... I got an Obama phone. 
How hmm. much have you added up the total of what you get each month, Lucy? No, I haven't. But you, what what do you get? Just quickly go down the list of the things you get from the taxpayers. Well, I pay. I only have to pay fifty dollars a month for out of for rent. Mm-hmm. And it's supposed it's supposed to be a six hundred something dollars. So there's there's five hundred fifty dollars right there. Yes. I get four hundred and twenty five dollars a month for food stamps. I get a uh, hundred and fifty dollars a month paid on my electric bill. I get a cell phone, and then I get a hundred dollars a month paid towards my water. And that's from the city of Austin. Yes. Do you have any kids, Lucy? I have three kids. And does does your husband work? Uh, he'll work every now and then, part time, but he doesn't work very much. Do, does he? He get, just doesn't really see the need for it. Does he get benefits as well? Yeah. So that so those that, are family. Those are family benefits. Th- those are family benefits. And 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 Lucy is asking everyone listening right now. Why should she get up and drive in the rain to work all day yep. and pay taxes when she can get this kind of help from those of you going to work? You know, and I do have a question for you, Lucy. Now, from time to time, if you have an opportunity and somebody pays you cash, do you work? I have a couple of times, yeah. Sure. Lucy, don't you feel guilty about gaming the system and taking everybody else's money just because you can lay down and watch TV on Riverside Drive every dang day of the year, smoke weed. But, you know, if somebody offered you a million dollars, would you walk away from it? I mean, it's, it's easy to preach morality, and it's the only reason why I call it. It's easy to say, well, yeah, you know, you're you're making your living off of uh, other people's backs. But, you know, if somebody gave you a million dollars and said, here, you ain't got to work for it, no strings attached, here, just take it. Do what, whatever you want to do with it. You would take it, too. Mm-hmm. Lucy. Okay, so they're not giving me a million dollars all in my pocket at one at, up front, but over the li- over my lifetime, how much money is that going to be? And I don't have to work for it. So you don't. That's what I'm saying. Y'all can preach about morality, but the system's there. It's available, and yeah. people like me. At least I'm an American citizen. What about all these people that are illegal immigrants yeah. who don't do anything at all, and they just come here and they and uh, they they even work and they make money and they they. You go down to the WIC office, uh, and that's the other thing, you know, WIC. Yeah. Eight, over 80% of those people are not even American citizens. How about We give them about, welfare, and then they can go to college for free. Lucy, Lucy, Lu- Lucy. I can't even go to college for free. Lu- Lucy, hang on a second. How old are you, ma'am? I'm 32. And and you, it sounds as though you intend to stay on welfare your entire life, if possible. Yes. The rest of your life. Yeah. Were your were your mom and dad on welfare, Lucy? Yeah, they did. They were on welfare yeah. too. Do you, do you want your your three children to to live on welfare when they grow up? You know, I really don't know. I mean, if they want to work, that's fine. But I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, I would I wouldn't mind if they worked. I mean, that kind of makes me. Oh, stu- they can get a really good job. Something they were happy with. But don't you look at me? I get up and work every day at my age. I'm kind of stupid then. You know, because I'm I'm making all that money. Lucy and, Sam gets up at two thirty every morning and drives in here to work. Yeah. So but I guess I'm dumb to do that. Hmm? Yeah, That's I the choose. price he pays for 
from but, being able to say, look at me, I'm a good person. But the government's yeah, that young. It's about choices. It's, it's not that it makes him bad or me bad. It's just he chooses because he has that, you know, the thing about look at me, I'm a good person, I go to work. And I'm on the opposite end. I see myself as a good person. I don't do anything wrong. I don't do anything hurt anybody. You don't think I it's doing anything wrong by taking all... Lucy, you don't think it's wrong by taking money from the city and the state and the federal government, other people's tax money that we put into the system, and you're you're taking it every month we're to the tune forced. of thirteen hundred dollars a month. You get thirteen. I got. I figure you get about thirteen hundred dollars a month. Well, if somebody gave you a million dollars, would you take it? I earned my money, Lucy. I, I no, earned. I see your point. I see your point. We're the ones that are the saps, and it needs to stop. Now, if your money was cut off, would you get up and go to work? Hello? Yeah, yeah, if it was cut off, I would have to. Well, I think that's what needs to happen because we're dumb. See, the government puts a gun to my head and, and with a promise of imprisonment if I don't pay taxes. Does anybody put a gun to your head to take that money? Nope. Nope. And if, there you, and go. if you find that guy who's going to give us a million dollars, call us. Tell us. It's tell tired us, of working. <laughs> yeah, tell that, tell that guy to call you me. You know, Lucy, I do appreciate your honesty. I really do. Yeah. How, how many people? I mean, that, that, that's my whole point. If 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 I was in a position where I had to work, I mean that might be a different story. But not only do I not have to work, they're always when you're in these programs, they're always coming to you and offering you more programs, and not and mm -hmm. a lot of times, shoot, they'll even pay you to go to these programs. You know, these like you know, hey, we'll give you some money, we'll give you this, we'll give you that. You know, and uh, so. They encourage you to stay on the programs, and then if you do try to get off of them, they, they penalize you anyway. Well, if you go out and you make $10, they're going to deduct $20 for you making that 10 So you really can't get off of it. And then, like, say someone like me wants to go to work. Well, then if I if I went to work, every dime I would make would go to child care anyway, so why work? Oh, man, Lucy. Well, it's a vicious Lucy, circle. Lucy, Lucy, It's a vicious circle. I certainly understand. It's not a vicious circle, Sam. It is, Ed. It's because we have a government that gives Lucy everything she needs and because they want your vote, don't they, Lucy? All right. Uh, yep. All right. Lucy, you, you, you that doesn't a, make your head spin Get a better control. example for your children, Lucy, please. We, we need that in our society. All right. 755 now at KLBJ. You can get in here and join us as well. 512-836-0590. Hey, Frank. Lucy, you're okay. Um, <clears throat> pardon me. Don't want to beat a dead horse, but um, what do you think of that, Aaron? Had you heard that before? No. Did you hear it now? Oh yeah. What did you think? Well, in a nutshell, I, you know, normally I don't. Re I have not revealed anything personal about myself on air. I have had 13 surgeries by the age of seven. I was told I would never walk and that I would never be able to work for myself. I got myself off of Social Security because I wanted to better myself. And this woman ought to be ashamed of herself. She ought to be absolutely ashamed. You know, my father grew up in Watts, California. He was one of the only white kids in his neighborhood that he knew of until he was in high school. He saw Watts riots. Some of his best friends were black. Black people back then, I guarantee you, they did not want this kind of lifestyle. They wanted out of poverty. They wanted to make a living for themselves. She has just set back everything that her ancestors have worked for to eradicate racial repression, 
any social movement that may have taken place to give people not only who were on welfare but who are were considered less than because of the color of their skin a better life. I mean, I cannot even fathom how this woman has any common sense, not only to do this, but to set this kind of example for her kids. She just disgusts me. That's all I have do, to say. Do you think we did something, and do you think every every other radio and, and media person who passed this along using technology of today have been a little um, com, com, complicit in a little irresponsibility? No, you know what? I think that if anyone chooses to follow in her footsteps based upon hearing this, it is because of their own illicit and uneducated um, lack of responsibility as a human being. If anything, I hope that more people broadcast this because we they need to know what kind of people are taking advantage of our government. Uh, okay. Well, so so I, I thought we would kick off a discussion, even though I had heard that it had been played a number of times on KSU. I knew about Charlie Friedman's uh, uh, playing of this uh, of this little clip here earlier, but I, I'm interested in what in what our KSU uh, Saturday special, in particular, audience um, has to say about this. What what can, how much can you say? I, I don't know. I'm just fascinated by the by the whole thing, and I I I would like to put it out there. We have uh, plenty of lines open at four seven nine ten eighty. That's an area eight three one four seven nine ten eighty. You can email me mz at ksco dot com. Oh, you know what I need to do? I need to open my email um, so that I can see what people are. Um, are sending me if they are, but it looks like we do have a, a caller um, coming online here. Uh, uh, anyhow, uh, unless it's just someone to uh, to listen to the program on the air here. Oh, it's it's Loretta in Watsonville. Hi, Loretta. Hello. How are you doing? Pretty good. How are you? Well, I just left Macy's in Santa Cruz, and I'm going down the highway. And of course, I always have KSBO on. And I just well, heard bless you. that recording, and first of all, I guess I shouldn't say I was shocked. I kind of was, but really, because I know how the system is getting so deteriorated in America. And I'm yeah. thinking to myself, I've worked my whole life, draw $1,500 a month for my retirement. And here is a lady with 30 years old that is drawing the same amount of money that I'm drawing, and she's never had to do a day's work in her life. There's, our system is so broken, and I don't know what we're going to do to fix it, but it's a dirty shame that she has no desire to go to work. Why should she? Because she doesn't have to work. She can make the same amount of money as someone that worked for 30 years that draws a little measly retirement after spending 30 years with one job. Maybe so, even more, huh? And, and possibly more, but I, it, it's... it's uh, I guess she has no pride in herself, and then they say, well, I don't care if my kids even go to work or not, and then I was like, the mother and dad didn't work, so why should she? So now she's the same way, why should they? Um, and because they can live off the system, but, you know, when one person pays $700 or $1,000 a month to rent an apartment, or $1,500, and then you have the next job person in the same apartment for 50 or $60 a month because they're too lazy to go out and get a job. It just, it's so degrading and upsetting to me to see our, our country 
people are just taking less and less and less pride in themselves and in their country to better themselves. They don't worry about the future because the future doesn't make any difference to them because they only worry about today. But it's really... Can, can, you, can you or someone listening explain something to me? I have a hazy recollection of President Bill Clinton, of all people, having signed some sort of a, a welfare limit limitation bill that you wouldn't have expected him to have signed, but he did. And it was supposed to make, you know, situations like this a lot more difficult. But apparently that's not the case. Does anybody know what I'm, do you remember what I'm talking about? I don't remember it. I really don't. But I know it. I don't know who's going to do what or how or how, what we're going to do on something like this. But, you know, when you go out and I've been Christmas shopping all morning, trying to get my Christmas shopping done, and then they hear something like this. I mean, that lady's going to go out and buy Christmas presents and everything else with money that we, the taxpayers, have given her. And, you know, we put on our Thanksgiving dinner. And with our hard work money that we made through our life, she went out, and I'm sure she had her food stamp to get her dinner on her food stamp. We've taken away, by giving everything free to people, reduced and free, sure. we've, no, taken, no. we've taken away their pride. They don't even exactly. pay anymore. Exactly. What what can you say? What, what more? But there are people calling in, so a lot of people do have things to say about this. But here's here's a question. Um, I, I believe I know the answer to this question. If if you were given an opportunity to have everything that Lucy has handed to her handed to you, is it true that as Lucy had says, anybody would take it if it was offered? Would you take it if it was offered? No, because I take pride in what I've got, and and I'm, I'm a firm believer, you get out of life what you put into it, and you, anyone can accomplish anything they want to if they set their mind to it. So if, if her goal in life is only to get up in the morning and have her coffee, watch her TV, smoke her cigarettes, or do whatever, drink her beer, or whatever, if, that, if she has no vision any further than that, People that have no desire to ever be anything or do anything or be anybody, they don't need any more than that, so they don't care. But, you know, if you have a desire to make something in your life, you know, no one's going to give it to you. You've got to go out and get it yourself. So we've created this welfare system within America, and there's probably millions of people that's just like her. Why go out and work? Why should you work? You don't have to work. They're just going to be given to you. So we've, we've done... We've done a misjustice to our American system, and how it's going to be fixed, not been fixed, I have no idea. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Guess what just happened? I don't know. I just received an email from Robin Diane Goldstein, a special friend and longtime listener and one-time host of KSCO, and uh-huh. it says the KLBJ news radio thing was a fake talk radio station it's because it says klbj's false flag and this is from the austin chronicle by now news radio klbj should have their ears finely tuned to fiction after all this is a station that hosts the alex jones show every sunday afternoon but when a woman identifying herself as lucy called in with enough yarn to knit a holiday sweater they were too ready to cuddle up in the warmth. 
KLBJ had had struck viral gold. Your uncle who bought a lock of K of Megan Kelly's hair on eBay probably forwarded you the story. This is great writing. Finally, one of Ronald Reagan's welfare queens was willing to admit that she games the system, hitting the bong and uh, eating cool ranch Doritos and government-assisted splendor. What's more, she is unrepentant, calling working stiffs fools. The hosts of Austin's Morning News ate it up. The stations, and so did we, and so did all the other radio stations at Limbaugh. Uh, the station's Facebook following <clears throat> were quick to follow suit. Bitch needs to be sent to jail for possession of an illegal substance. She needs to be kicked off of welfare and her damn tubes removed, opined one of the faithful. But we don't need drug testing uh, for them, even though I have to pass one for my job, said another. Soon conservative blogs were reporting the scandalous affair. Geraldo Rivera was likely somewhere lurking, waiting to tickle outrage with his signature mustache. There was, however, one small problem. Lucy called again a few minutes later to the Todd and Don show where she completely discounted her own story. Um, Wednesday, October 30th, hour one at 26.30. The new Lucy claimed she had indeed been on welfare, but only for a year. She had lifted herself up from her pleather uh, uh, bootstraps and was upset that others hadn't done the same. She invented the welfare queen story to raise awareness of abuses. Touche, liberals. Uh, to be fair, the original Facebook post went live before the second call. Obviously, KLBJ would want to keep the grift on the uh, the DL. The story went cold. That is until today when KLBJ News Director Todd Jeffries, the Todd of Todd and Don, posted below the very special PowerPoint to YouTube. The retraction be damned, KLBJ wants some more of that Tea Party gold. Along with the oddly interrupted full audio of the original call, viewers were treated to a slideshow of conservative memes. Here's Brad Pitt eating Lay's on a couch. Well, Nate, wait, that now that's a it's a potato. Touche, liberals. Okay, enough. Uh, okay, so so are you saying this whole thing was just a fake? Well, wait a minute. I, I I was literally sent this email by a listener during during the program just while you were talking. Now. I don't know what that's that's what this uh, from Brandon. This is from the Austin Chronicle, according to uh, someone named Brandon Watson, who is a writer of the Austin in the Austin Chronicle. It indeed was a fake what I what I played, and I did not know that. And if I had read this story before I played it, I still would have played it. Because I yeah, think it's well, very, very, and I, because I think a lot of people do have that attitude, whether it's whether that particular caller was fake or not. What do you think? Well, I, if they, it may be a fake one, but I wouldn't be surprised if it's not a fake one. I mean, it's to the point that where people are living the way she just told her story, and maybe her story is a fake story. I don't know, but I would bet you any amount of money there's people out there doing exactly what she says she does. So anyway. I am I am pulling the Markleys to buy another Christmas present and, and Markleys. You're gonna buy you're gonna buy some guns. You shot that right. Wow. Okay. Great. Well, uh, so listen, Loretta in Watsonville. How can I thank you for calling the Saturday special? I don't know. I'm a very faithful listener at KFBO, and uh, I support you guys a thousand percent. And you're a you're a fantastic company. Well, bless you. How what a nice thing to say. Thank you so much. Four seven nine ten eighty is the phone number to call if you want to join us here on the KSCO Saturday special for the 
final day of November in the year of our Lord, 2013. Uh, I was going to go to our next caller who hung up, but here's Dick in uh, Santa Cruz. Dick, welcome to the Saturday special. How you doing? Um, I'm up for some of that conservative, what it was, Tea Party Gold. Yeah, that's what I'm up for. Uh, they, they, yeah, certainly is a, a colorful writer, huh? Very colorful yeah, writer. Yeah, I went for it hook, line, and sinker, I have to admit. Because just what you said, though, Mike, there are people out there that's a... Uh, I mean, just look at the uh, just look at the food stamps have doubled since Obama's been, you know, and the economy sucks. I agree, you know, but uh, the thing is, is that people um, people have a bad feeling in general about, I think, government lately, and um, I certainly do. I'm not on welfare, but I certainly do have a bad feeling about it because of all the crony capitalism going on with like Solendra and the you know banks too big to fail and. And government workers, you know, making 120% of their salary for the rest of their lives on pension. And, I mean, the list goes on and on. The banking, the banking house scandal, uh, open borders, you know, amnesty. We're in the amnesty again. Now we're just going to – yeah, insider trading. I mean, it just goes on and on. In Russia, they had corruption. Nobody would pay their taxes. You know, 50% of the people uh, weren't even – paying taxes the russians were so you know they were known for corruption and so they finally went to the flat tax and so those people couldn't you know evade their taxes so I, I what i'm saying is that i think it's the government's fault government is you know it's a nanny state the you know they're going to tell us to buy obamacare and let every all the house members and senators out of obamacare and subsidize their their lifetime you know cadillac plans all the government people get Cadillac plans, and none of them are being taxed. You know, the idea with the 40% tax on Cadillac plans was to basically wipe out the industry, wipe out all those, you know, the insurance industry. And so, I blame all this on government. Uh, people, in general, are really losing faith over the years. We got three more years to go with Obama. Do you think we could get a, a lot? Get- could, could we get away with doing what you said was done by what, – what was the country? They stopped paying their taxes? Well, what, what, what was that? The Russians, you know, the Russians. Russians, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, th- that's what happened. I mean, they, 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 they were so much into tax evasion. Um, the government just – they were overwhelmed. There's so many people, and they just went to the flat tax. So, yeah, I mean, uh, it, I'm not saying that the Russian government isn't corrupt still. Or, I mean, I think, really, it's a function of government, really. Just like human nature, it's, it's greed is, is, is human nature. It goes to power and money at the government level, you know, and, it, and it's just human nature. And government gets bigger, the more corrupt they get. Um, you know, I mean, they're not doing their job to what they're supposed to be doing. They're not, I don't know if you heard Charlie's show, he was talking about EMT attacks uh, that he had a specialist on. We could easily stop. I mean, it's so easy for some of these rogue guys to, you know, drive up in the Gulf of Mexico and launch a scud off a, off a you know, a, a fishing boat and get it through. We have no defenses on the East Coast. We have none on the South Coast. We have no hardened facilities for our grid. I mean, it's just, I'm telling you, I think people are just, you know, I am. You can tell I'm at the end of my rope with this stuff. But anyway. <laughs> May I ask you a personal question? Go ahead. Why do you listen to talk radio? Oh, you know, 
I work for myself. Uh, the radio's on, and uh, I'm tired of yelling at the radio. I'd rather call you up and tell, yell at you, I guess. Oh, okay. All righty. <laughs> well, yeah, because sometimes I ask myself, why am I even in bothering to be in the talk radio business? Oh, gosh. Because it, a... is, it, is, it is so – no, I'm not fishing for compliments now. I'm really not. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, but, yeah. but in anticipation of that, of what you might have said – but it's so depressing. It's so depressing. And and it, are, are we accomplishing anything by bringing any of it to light? Well, the truth. They say if you're 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 freed if you know the truth. You know. And um, it's I guess oh. it's your will. It's you know what what do you expect from life? Um, some people don't expect anything. They kick back and collect welfare and smoke dope. You know. I other people expect a lot more out of life. Um, so I think the people that are fighting for the truth, and like yourself, you know, that's what we're talking about here. I think. Uh, yeah, I want to. If if the truth is going to depress me and there's nothing I can do about it, what's the point? You know what I'm saying? Four seven nine ten eighty. Now now, how's that for a night for a depressing uh, talk radio topic? <laughs> Four seven nine ten eighty and area eight three one or MZ at ksco.com. Uh, so, um, yeah, Dick, how long have you been listening to KSCO, and how did you discover us? I think since you've owned the station, Michael. You know, oh. you're an ind- independent operator, the only one left in the whole United States, <laughs> I think. So, yeah, I mean, darn, darn close, yeah. I yeah. think that's probably... Uh, you're, you're a beacon of light. Your whole station is a just really, I commend you. And you, you're, well, maybe really if we true. would do more, maybe, thank you, maybe if we would do more, um, less politics and more lifestyle, then it wouldn't be as depressing, you know, because <laughs> I, I, no, I, I find myself to not, not, not wanting to listen to, you know, my own station or any other station <laughs> that just, that's just so full of negativity. I mean, it just, it's, it's, it's disgusting. Well, you know, you know what they say, Michael, uh, Humor, uh, there's always truth in humor. So I mean, you can always you, you can always pick out some funny things of like how absurd it is out there. I don't know. Uh, you do a pretty good job at it. I, I appreciate well, your sense of humor. So. Well, thank you, Dick in Santa Cruz. No, the humor. Now, the, Matt in Carmel, who has uh, a, an Austin phone number, is going to be next up here. Uh, so, hey. Matt, yeah, how yeah. is it you have a uh, an Austin phone number. This is the number that everybody has, so I just keep this one. Oh. Okay, because were you from Austin at one point? Yeah, I was. Uh-huh. Yeah, Texas, so. All right. Um, yeah. Well, to what do we owe the pleasure of your call to the Saturday special? Well, here's my thought. Here's my um, here's my way to turn this around and make it a positive. The fact that we've got you and myself and people talking about this stuff is depressing, I think is a, actually a really good sign. You know, I'll sit there and I'll listen to Alex or I'll listen to you or whatever, and it's like, yeah, you know, it is depressing. But the fact that we're willing to listen to it and face it and get mad about it and be upset about it is a really good sign for our culture and our society. You know, the more people that we have that will look at it what is not good and not right and talk about it and want it to change, the better off we are. 
Well, I, I think it was Loretta, our first caller, uh, who I posed the question to. If you, if you were given the opportunity to have everything free, you know, free, would you not grab it? She said, absolutely not. I, I have no more, way. Uh, self-esteem. And I assume that would be your answer as well. Yeah, and not only that, it's that there's that's what life is about, you know. Is it's it's like it's like it's, it's like it's if you got on the soccer field or a football field and then you started complaining about that you had to run up and down the field, you know. It's like that's what life is about: the struggling right. and achieving against, you know, basically working against what the rules are. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So, so you strike me as a person who works for a living. Am I correct? Yep, small business owner. Yep. What kind of business? What do you do? Internet business. I do uh, you know, web development. Oh, great. Yeah, been yep. at it for a while? Uh, about 10 years, yeah. Cool. Great. Well, um, you know, I'll, I'll bet I'll bet your uh, skills are in wide uh, demand. So, uh Congratulations, and thanks for being a great listener to KSCO. All right, thanks a lot. Yeah, appreciate it. Here's Troy in Scotts Valley, our good buddy Troy, who who keeps – what would KSCO do without Troy? I don't know where you get all your information, but you, you make sure that we get it too. Well, I make half of it up, but I try and verify it. No! You know, half of it? No, no, I get it all. I, I try and actually uh, – fact check it before I even uh, send it out or, or, or send it to anyone. But um, anyway, I first started listening to KSCO in, back in 1965 when I got my first transistor radio. It had like a 9-volt battery in it. Uh-huh. And, uh, where we where we lived, I could only get uh, KSCO in the uh, 810 was a KGO up there. And, uh, but uh, KSCO was a much better station than it, and it still is by far. Uh, I want to kind of talk about this welfare thing. I went out I went out, well, I didn't go shopping on Black Friday, but I couldn't even go buy myself a loaf of white bread to put my turkey and uh, my hot turkey sandwiches on yesterday because those fools were out shopping. I mean to tell you, there, the Kmart and Scotts Valley, I mean, uh, the, the checkers were just rolling their eyes. These people, I mean, uh, they didn't even know what they were. They were programmed to shop. And, and uh, we do have, we do have uh, several generations of generational uh, welfare families. Uh, is that woman in in a, in, in, a, in your radio clip from KLBJ? You know her parents were on welfare. Well, I see it's, I see close to four generations from uh, you know the LBJ is the great society. We have we have so much of our society. It's just their way of life. We can't really blame them for it. But by God, there's not enough taxpayers uh, to pay for this, and and we're seeing it. We're seeing uh, wow. deficit spending in the state, local, especially at a local level. You know, they're going to go around now and uh, start uh, with this uh, taxing, uh, special tax for inspections for rental houses. They're going to have their county inspectors go out for people who have rental properties and then um, and charge the property owners. Uh, it's just another tax, like, a, you know, this bureaucratic crap that keeps coming up around and around, uh, like the fire tax or raising Rosie Chalmers' uh, water up there in, in Ben Lomond. You know, it's, it's just one thing after another for the property owners here. And, and we can't pay those taxes anymore. We don't have the money. We're broke. Enough is enough, huh? And by the way, Michael, I'm, uh, 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 everyone gives me their turkey carcasses, and today I got a, a seven-gallon boiling pot, and I'm making organic diesel turkey soup, and I will I will pressure can you like about four jars next time you're down here. Turkey rice soup with celery. Anything else you like in there? 
The only re- well, let's see. I like uh, sausage. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. I like well, sausage. Um, yeah, a little, a little, a little heat to it is fine. Now let me get the, let me understand something here, Troy. Someone gave you carcasses, and you're and you're turning those carcasses into something delicious to eat. Absolutely. Is that like Ben? Is that like Ben Fuchs's bone soup, perchance? It is. He's, he's my inspiration for the bone soup. And, uh, you know, at Easter time, it's uh, ham, split pea and ham with the ham bone. Yeah, you get all that yeah. good stuff. You, you get all the marrow in there, and it's, and it's healthy for you. And, and right. Michael, have you been taking your tangy tangerine? Absolutely. Can't you tell? Well, I want you to double up. But you sound a little congested still. Okay? Yeah. Well, yeah, if it wasn't for the tangy tangerine, I'd be dead. Okay. Well, I got you covered in the uh, Turkey Soup. Great show, great station. Uh, is it really a great show? Because uh, let's see, someone someone just sent an email saying, uh, "Put on the music." Oh, come on! Yeah, George Meyer says, "Are you so desperate for a topic that you have to play a fake Texan radio station? How about the big raise in the state that, that the state gave themselves uh, and the governor and, and the board of supervisors in Santa Cruz? Maybe play the music at 11." I still have those comedy records. Happy Heineken. Okay, that's from George. Michael, you, you, you do have a really good uh, new show on there that Ruth Coughlin's on Wednesday, What's Left. She's really good, and she's also a Oh, comedian. yes. I have, I, I, have, she's awesome. I have been told that. I have been we told, yes. Uh, really I, 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 I have. I have, and, and other people have, too, and they're very, very excited. Now, do you think we should switch over to the music here pretty quick? Oh, hell no. MC, any show no? you on is a good show. Come on, man. Come on. Oh, what a okay. kind thing to say. Well, well I'm not, yeah, you know. Anyway, uh, uh, <laughs> that's all I got, MC. Have a great day. Thank you. There goes Troy in Scotts Valley, and there ain't no other callers besides Troy in Scotts Valley. Oh, I, I got a text from from someone named Holly. Um and I, I, this is great because I mean, so very, very few humans know my direct, um, you know, cell number, so they can send me a text. But it says, um, <clears throat> "Hi, MZ, an excellent French bistro in New Monterey, Bistro Moulin, Moulin, M-O-U-L-I-N, Moulin, I think, uh, may prepare steak tartare upon request." My husband and I have dined there many times, and the food is wonderful. Feel better soon. Uh, sincerely, Holly. P.S. The chef owner is the former chef at Casanova in Carmel. What do you think of that? Steak tartare. Now, is it tartare or tartare? Um, I think we're going to have to offer a prize to somebody who gives us the correct answer. But it better be correct. You know, if you're just gonna try to throw us off like that, uh, like that uh, phony caller, and how do we know that caller is phony? Just because someone wrote something saying it was? It's like that that um, that website called Snopes. You, you know, a lot of stuff goes viral on the emails, especially you know on on the internet, and you know people send stuff to people who they think would be interested in this stuff, and then it turns out. To be not true because oh you didn't check check it out with Snopes, who who designated Snopes as the all-knowing uh, you know teller of truth? I mean I, I don't get it. 
I don't. Can someone explain that to me? Snopes. I I, I think Snopes. I, I I don't have any proof of this, but I I just think Snopes is 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 a website that's had all of you. They're just laughing at everybody. So how do we know that 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 guy who that flowery writer who in the Austin Chronicle was was, was correct? How do we know that? Now there's a Troy in Watsonville who wants to talk to us. Hello, Troy in Watsonville. Uh, actually, it's Rory in Watsonville. Oh, now that makes sense because I, I've heard of you. Yes, your call, call, your call screener needs to have his ears cleaned. That's what Roy Masters would say. Why don't you have your bloody ears cleaned out? That's what he would say. <laughs> no, hey, I, Did I say that? Why don't you have your bloody ears cleared out? Yeah, hey, Michael, I don't consult Snopes. Why do I need Snopes? Go read it for yourself. Verify. But do you believe everything you read? And ha- no. and and if if something, if if you want to believe something, then you're going to be less likely to go searching for something to prove that it's not true. Yeah, you got to verify it with your own common sense and life experience. And I, you know, I heard that call, and if it's a prank, if it was a, a um, not a fraud, but a spoof. A spoof, okay, yeah. But, but you know what? I don't need a stupid call from Austin to tell me this is going on. It's been going on for decades. And I want to give a brief example. You, I know you were in real estate for some time. And it was probably I was visiting with uh, one of the people at work at the uh, Corlewis Market. She was saying goodbye to a young friend with a kid, and I'm grabbing something on the way. <coughs> And she, and then the, the, the person that worked there said, Wait, young lady, how's the new house working out? Oh, great. And this is before the crash. So she left, and I said, well, and then her husband picked her up. I think, gosh, you know, it's like mid-morning. And, yeah. These um, people don't work. What are they doing, you know, and, and how are they buying a house? And the, my friend that worked at the market said, oh, uh, they were on Section 8 housing, and, and the Section 8 housing program helped them buy their first house. And I'm like, what? He goes, oh, yeah. So I went back, got back eventually to my desktop. At the time, I didn't have a somewhat smartphone and looked it up. Sure enough, if you're a Section 8 house renter, they'll help you buy your first house. Isn't that nice? So how, how, do they do, how do they do that? How do they do that? With your tax dollars. How else? So, so my point is, I don't care if that lady's a phony in Austin. Welfare fraud is alive and well, has been five for some 30 years. When you see able-bodied people collecting a check, I don't care if it's Section 8 or anything, it's wrong. It's like get off your butt and work. Be so damn hungry that you have to go work. Okay? And that's all there is. Is there anybody, is there anybody, is there anybody who is listening to, to the sound of my decrepit voice at the moment? Uh, who is on Section 8 housing and would like to chime into this discussion. Yeah, I would fun. really like to hear from such a person, 831, right. and we will be very, very respectful toward that person, won't we, Rory? Not Troy, of, but Rory. Of course. Of course. Okay. 831-479-1080. Okay. So, so uh, anyway, Tea Party Gold Fodder or whatever, this stuff goes on. We know it. I have a friend, another friend in Watsville works in property management. One of the apartment complexes 
that they manage is all Section 8 in Watsonville. He said, take a drive through the parking lot and look at the cars. And you figure Section 8, man, they got beaters and they're scraping by. No, they nice cars in there. Not all of them, but half of them. You know, nice. Right. Go by in the morning when people are still asleep, and it's like, wow, that's pretty nice. It'd be nice if somebody paid my bill. So hey, let's hey, talk hey. about government intervention and how it distorts the market. It, okay. It's distorting the market. So, and it started back with, the, oh, we're going to stick. How stupid was it for the American people to their government representatives in the 60s sign on to LBJ's Great Society programs? We're going to stop out poverty. Did anybody really believe that? Oh my gosh! That you can check that out on Snopes. Can you can you really stamp out poverty? See what Snopes says. Right now, this minute. No, I'm joking. But anyway, Michael, oh. keep up the good work. But let's talk about the supervisors' pay raise and and you know anything. There's the fact that Congress gets a. But it, it's such a waste of time because it's such a waste of time because nobody's in favor of it. And none of us no, can do anything about it. No, you're raising awareness, so it's not a waste of time. Never. Never. To tell the truth is never a waste of time. I want to ask you, Rory in Watsonville, and also Thomas in Watsonville, who's coming up, and so is Jim in Santa Cruz and Mel in Santa Cruz, all of whom are on hold and all of whom we will get to before the top of the hour. Um, I want you to consider the following question, okay? <clears throat> when you first heard the term Tea Party, you know, and then and then the term was was um, was um, ridiculed. I mean, there was it was they called them teabaggers. I think uh, even President right. Obama called them teabaggers, and he knew damn well what he was saying. Um, <clears throat> when you first heard the term tea party or tea party, or were you not proud to say to identify yourself with that with with, with that? Uh, of course. Okay, so are, 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 you, are, you, are you just as proud now to be identified yeah, by that moniker? Of course. Okay, all right. I've got to tell you something. Yes, sir. I, 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 I'm, not, I'm not as proud as I was originally to, be, to identify myself as a, as a Tea Party member, okay, or as a Tea Partier. And what's the reason why? The reason right. why is 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 because some some of them some something has happened yeah. something has happened to the impression of Tea Party people, and I think it's been just a wonderful job of of discredit of discreditation, if you will, if there's such a word, from the left. I don't know what it is, but um, yeah, I mean, I'll still say that you know I I. Um, I, I'm in line with the Tea Party, yeah, most of their way of thinking. Government. Yeah, but but I'm not as proud as I used to be. Anyhow, I just want that, to put that out and see know, if Michael, see if. Yeah, no, that's good, and that's an honest response. I I guess when I started hearing that the Tea Party movement was a was funded by the Koch brothers, I was like, what? I haven't heard of Koch brothers. Yeah, some you know billionaires in Texas. They got this organic response to Obama being elected, all going. They couldn't do it if they wanted to. It's a, it was an organic response to people seeing America electing a stone-hearted communist to the highest elected office in the land with no executive experience, a phony of the first order, okay? And look what he's done. All he causes is crisis 
He moves from one crisis to the next. You're supposed to have this ACA Obamacare website fixed by tomorrow. <laughs> they can't handle. They don't think they'll handle more than fifty thousand applicants a day. Rory, I love you. I love you for calling. Thanks. You're a great caller, but you're going to make me a liar if I don't uh, if I don't cut you off here. Uh, Mel in Santa Cruz, you're on the air here on KFC. Hi. Hey. Uh, this isn't what I originally called about, but I'm on Section Eight, and I work for a living, and I make barely enough to cover the rent for the studio, which is exorbitant. And um, I don't drink. I don't smoke. I don't spend my money on that kind of stuff, but. I barely make enough to cover my rent, so I need Section 8 so I can afford food and household items. And, I, and I'm sure and a I'm lot of people, I'm sure a lot of people uh, are, are just like you, Mel. Yeah, and, uh, uh, so I just wanted to point out to who was it, Troy, that uh, not not everyone is lazy and spending their money on beer and cigarettes. Right. I'm, I'm just barely making it with my. I, I I've never, I've never thought that, and I'm sure Rory didn't think that either. But I really appreciate you uh, calling the Saturday special and straightening us out on that. Thank you much. Here's Thomas in Watsonville. Thomas, you're on the air. I've got less than a minute and a half. Michael, God bless you with your cold, your mother, and your call screener. I just adore you people. I don't call much, but I, I want to point out a couple things. For one thing, I am on Section Eight. You already had the guy on hold. I've been on it only since September 4th. And mine was through the VA, through HUD-VASH, a special program. Normally it's about a seven-year waiting list. No one's mentioning that. And the program whereby which you buy a house takes your contribution to rent and saves it to help you with a down payment. It's a, it's a diversion of part of your monthly payment that you contribute to that gets applied uh -huh. to a down payment should you continue and purchase a home. Now, what I wanted to say was this. At the time welfare really began... The African-American family was the most mother and father at home with the kids. They were almost 100% at home with the kids, mother and father intact. About three years after welfare was instituted, they were about 30% because they got paid to move across town and play poker with their friends. And, and this is the kind of social engineering that doesn't work, but we don't give a refund or take back. And this, as far as welfare... Remember that in the Thomas, I can see we're going to have to hold you over, and I want to do that. So please, please, please hold, stay on hold for us over the break for the news. It's KSCO Santa Cruz, Salinas, Monterey, Santa it's 11 a.m. Here's CBS News. Pam Coulter. Today's the day the rubber hits the road for the government's health care website. Last-minute repairs are underway in hopes of meeting the administration's self-imposed deadline of having most of the bugs out of the system. CBS's Jeff Pegues. This is the deadline that they set. This is the self-imposed deadline that the White House set for the fixes to be completed. And there has been maintenance overnight. Maintenance will continue overnight into Sunday morning. But the administration believes the website will perform better. The site will be shut down for more repairs overnight. A night of listening to music in a Glasgow pub turned tragic when a police helicopter hit the building. Chief Constable of Police Sir Stephen Howe says eight people were killed. We are dealing with a very sensitive investigation and operation here. It will go on for many days yet. Police also say 14 people remain hospitalized. CBS's Charlie Daggett. One eyewitness said the helicopter went silent and dropped out of the night sky like a stone. The police chopper plunged through the roof of the Clutha pub in downtown Glasgow at around 10.30 last night. Turned around to face towards the bar. Just it was like a huge plume of smoke came towards it. You could hear people screaming. 
Before emergency teams could get there, bystanders formed a human chain to help rescue trapped victims. President Obama was among the shoppers going to small retailers today to call attention to Small Business Saturday. Accompanied by daughters Sasha and Malia, the president bought about a dozen books at Washington's Politics and Prose Bookstore. Retailers all over the country are hoping many people follow his example. The cash register at this Baltimore gift shop is hoping for a lot of sales today, a day when they hope people will skip the malls and go local. I think we offer an eclectic mix of different merchandise. Stuff you can't get at the mall. Retailers say something else you won't find there. We pride ourselves on customer service here. Very important. Small Business Saturday got its name from American Express to motivate people to give local retailers a chance for the holiday season. Phil Yakabuski for CBS News, Baltimore. North Korea says an American in its custody is guilty of war crimes. Reporter Jason Strother in Seoul. Korean War veteran Merrill Newman has reportedly apologized for war crimes, says North Korea's state news agency. Pyongyang says the 85-year-old Palo Alto man spied on the North and killed civilians during the Korean War, but the report did not say whether he will stand trial. There's no way to verify if Newman actually made those confessions or was coerced. Ukrainian President Viktor Yanukovych says he's outraged at the violent confrontation that left some people injured during demonstrations in Kiev. The political opposition planning to call for a countrywide general strike. This is CBS News. Hey, Fred, you and Kathy going to be ready to leave in the morning? You bet. Eddie got the lake house ready? Yep, and today I'm getting the car serviced at Parts Plus Car Care Center. You're a pretty regular customer there. Yes, and for all the right reasons. Great service, good price, and I can trust them. Maybe I better pay them a visit myself. Maybe you should. Huh? What's that mean? Oh, nothing. Just that Eddie always says... I know what Eddie says. For the location nearest you, go to PartsPlus.com. Psst, it's me, your bathroom medicine cabinet. I see you naked, know how often you floss, and watch you pluck unsightly hairs. I can keep a secret, but you need to know. Your kids have been taking your prescriptions to get high. I couldn't keep it quiet, because prescription drug abuse now causes more deaths than cocaine and heroin ODs combined. So please, mind your meds. For tips on safeguarding your meds and your family, visit the partnership at drugfree.org. You have it tuned in to KSCO AM 1080 and sister station KOMY 1340. Proudly serving Santa Cruz, San Jose, Salinas, and Monterey. It is 4 minutes and 15 seconds after 11 a.m. on Saturday, uh, November 30th, 2013. This is Aaron Shore with your local King of the Hill traffic and Central Coast weather. Happy to report roadways in and around the Monterey Bay. And this includes Highway 1 and 17, both in the north and southbound direction, traveling up into the limit, as well as all inland highways in and around the Monterey Bay Central Coast. This includes Highway 101, 152, 156, 129, and Highways 183 and 68, all traveling up into the limit in both north and southbound directions. Your Central Coast weather forecast for today, continuing sun throughout this morning with partial clouds approaching in the afternoon. You're going to be looking at highs in the lower 70s with winds southwest 5 to 10 miles per hour through the better part of the day. It is 5 minutes and 15 seconds after 11 a.m. 
Stay tuned for hour number two of the Saturday special with MZ next on KSEO. And now, stay tuned for a special promo. Hi, everyone. This is Kay's Whirling. MZ and I are quite proud of the station you're listening to. Quite frequently, I meet people who express their appreciation for KSCO, one of the few remaining independent, locally owned radio voices left in our country. Of course, this is gratifying, but it's very important that you understand and keep in mind that KSCO is made Possible by three things, advertising sales, book, hat, bag, and other KSEO gear sales, and in particular, longevity health product sales. You see, every time somebody in our audience purchases longevity products such as Beyond Tangy Tangerine or the Healthy Start Pack, That person is directly supporting our operation and making it possible for us to continue to serve our community. We feel good about recommending these products because they are of the highest quality and they do work. I know because I take these products every day and I can enthusiastically vouch for their goodness and effectiveness. I first heard Dr. Wallach's message about taking charge of your health through nutrition nearly 20 years ago. I strongly believe in nutritional supplementation over toxic prescription drugs and invite you to help yourself and help KSCO and KOMY by trying and using these products as I do. Visit kscoteam.com or kscohealth.com or call one of your local longevity distributors. For KSCO and KOMY, this is Kay's Whirling. Oh, hello, darling. I hate to hang up on you, but I'm sorry, baby, but I have to go. It's time for that wonderful record show. I'd love to visit, but you'll have to come back. today. I sound a lot more contagious than I am. I'm sorry, baby, but I really gotta go to KSCO Radio. Bye. And before the break, Thomas in Watsonville was getting us up to speed on how the Section 8 housing system works. He ought to know because he's on it. Yeah, right, Thomas? Thank you so much, MZ, yes. And I wanted to state first that any kind of remote welfare, and I, and I'm, I want to mention the Catholic principle of subsidy. It's about, it's about 1,800 years old, and it works this way. The most local help is always the best help because it can discern the person who lost their job today and just needs a little help to get through the week till they find a new job from the rapist alcoholic in the in the wino alley that will rape your daughter with the two dollars and ripple that you give him and so the catholic principle of subsidy didn't allow remote help 
irrespective of what was done with the help. So I, I want to bear in mind that anything that comes from Washington will probably be distorted and breaks, I think, a good principle that local help is the best. And I wish this were funneled exclusively to the states. But I wanted to remind you that we did have welfare reform in 1996, I believe, and that was under Clinton with a Democrat House. Okay, that's what I was wondering about. Yeah, bring us up to speed on that, please, because I remembered that, but I didn't remember the details. And what happened was we actually did shut the government down two or three times and made a point with him. Republicans in the House did. And Bill Clinton, to his credit, reformed welfare. So it was only a limited amount of time or it became workfare. Now, just three years ago or two and a half years ago, Mr. Obama and our Senate decided just to not enforce that, which took us right back to where we've been since 1960. So, so it's still a, it's still a law; it's just not being enforced. So exactly, it's the same. They, they, did, they didn't drop they didn't drop the law, as far as you know. No, he's he's always kind of slipping around it. And and one thing one thing, MZ, about talk radio and teabaggers, because you asked a very poignant question and. When someone tries to say, I'm a teabagger, and, and use it disparagingly, I say... No one says, I'm a teabagger. They, they, they paint the others as teabaggers. They'll hear me speak in a, in a public place, like in, a, in Pergolese or something, and they'll say, boy, you must be a dang teabagger, only they don't say dang. And I say, when you say bagger, how would one bag an acronym? Now, if you understand, sir, what you're speaking regarding, tea is an acronym taxed enough already. How does one bag that? That's a very good point. Stop in their tracks because what they're doing is an ad hominem attack, which most of us learn in middle school, mm. ain't kosher in an honorly debate. And remember, MZ, you, what your mother knows, what I know, is that talk radio is a thought-based medium. We don't sling names. If we, call, if we refer to someone as a communist, it's because all their actions are communist. It's not to disparage him like calling him an idiot or an oaf. We don't sling names that way or want defecation in the mouth of our political opponents. Furthermore, Thomas Jefferson didn't either. And when we actually had an electoral tie in his election, he had to pretty much give away his whole platform to secure the Senate votes that he needed to win. And remember, at that time, we didn't elect senators. The House of each state uh, elected them. They weren't popularly elected. They were loyal to each state's House of Representatives. So... What happened in that day was that Thomas Jefferson gave away most of his platform in order to become president because it was truly an electoral tie. But here's what he said in his speech that I want us to keep aware of because he said after this long contestation, after which so much bloody dispute and, and name slinging and pain has been delivered, let us not fall after vanquishing a religious despotism under which mankind suffered so long, let us not fall prey to a political despotism. Because if we do, if you're evil because you disagree with me, and, and I'm evil because I disagree with you, and we just don't talk anymore, what's going to happen to that goodwill citizen to citizen on the street? It will make liberty and even freedom a dreary thing. And so I don't want to be mutually exclusive and say liberals are this or Republicans are that. I think those are barriers to our, us acting as Americans. And remember that when a president's president, he's all the people's president, not just the party that elected him. And I think we've sort of lost that feeling that our president is everyone's president because he hasn't behaved in such a manner nor said anything like that. 
and it simply told the opponent force, well, elections have results, and I'm not giving you anything ever. I'm going to disregard you and all the people that believe in you. And I'm, what I'm saying is that this mutual exclusivity, if I know, then you don't. If I'm right, then you're wrong, is more dangerous to our goodwill and citizenship, our harmony, citizen to citizen on the street. And I believe what Thomas Jefferson said, that if we lose that goodwill, whether you're a liberal or not, whether you're a Republican or not, if we can't enjoy each other's company, work together like brothers on all things, and we lose that goodwill, we will, we will have freedom and liberty be dreary things, and it won't matter who takes it away. Now, regarding welfare in Section 8, I, was, I got Section 8 because I haven't been able to work for seven years. I was a network engineer and telecommunications expert, but I had a terrible motorcycle accident, and I have three ruptured arthritic discs. And it got to where I couldn't even sit in someone's living room and make uh, five grand for selling them an annuity. <clears throat> but when I worked with insurance with seniors, here's what I learned. And there's something very scary coming down the pike, which is scarier than welfare, and it's this. They're throwing around in this Obamacare option Medicaid. And I want that, that name to stand out, and you broadcast it wide, MZ. Medicaid, when that happens, when you get your Medicaid, what they do is send a community spouse resource assessment out to your home. What happens is a welfare person from HSS comes out and finds out everything your spouse owns. And then they tell you what you get to keep. And they lean in your home, and it will never be willed to your children under something called duty of support. So these have not been enforced intensely, but they are going to be now. And so when they... How did you find out about all this? I was an insurance and I was a life and health insurance agent in Oregon and I worked specifically with exclusively seniors. So preparing them for Medicare, but if they had too much time in the hospital, they had to go to Medicaid. When they did, HHS came out and did what's called a CSRA, a Community Spouse Resource Assessment. And they actually list everything your wife or husband owns and then tell you what you get to keep and of your both your Social Security checks, how much you get each month which is usually under $100. So when a person goes Medicaid, trust me, you will never own anything again. And if people are going Medicaid just to get health insurance, they are paupers for life and have turned over their home. They have leaned their children's inheritance. This is a most serious matter. And there is a definite grab going on, not with a state tax, but with Medicaid. Medicaid means no inheritance. It means both spouses' resources are completely taken up by HHS under duty of support. Even your children you can be made to pay for, and children can be made to pay their parents, to the third point of relation, cousins. So this is the way these laws are written, but they haven't really enforced them. They're going to now, MC, and I'm very afraid, not just for seniors, but look at a young couple that's 30. If he has to get Medicaid to get on insurance, then he better get divorced and live with his wife as a girlfriend. Because if he gets on Medicaid, she gets a community spouse resource assessment, and they decide how much of her income she keeps. And so, Holy Christmas. Serious matters. Yeah. People should really consider this before they sign up for a health care plan. And that the repercussions of Medicaid, now it sounds so darn much like Medicare, we think Medicaid is something similar. Oh, it's not. It's absolutely welfare, and the state is due compensation for every penny. Now, if you sold Are you on wealth? Are you not welfare? Are you on Medicare? Uh, no, I, I don't have Medicare. I have Because you're not old enough? No, I'm only 58, and I have VA oh. medical coverage. And 
which brings in uh, its, its moot and then it brings up just many other issues which I don't want to address because I, I do adore my country and I'm, I'm very happy with my VA health care, although there are problems. But the issue that I want people to hear and know is that when they go Medicaid, they lose everything in their home's land and transfers of property going back three years are illegal. And here's how it works in every state of the union, MZ. If you sold your house and it's worth $200,000, and let's say you have Alzheimer's, that costs about twelve grand a month, which yeah. means for 16 months you won't get any care because you transferred $200,000 worth of property, and so your care until it, it reaches 200000 that you've been denied, you cannot get Medicaid. And so what they do is make I your... Believe, I can't believe what you're telling us here. I just I can't, can't believe it. If you look up under any revised statutes, look under Oregon in particular, duty of support, and you'll see exactly what it says, that children can be made to pay for their parents, parents can be made to pay for their adult children, and most of all, Medicaid is not Medicare, and they come out and do a lien. It's called a CSRA, a Community Spouse Resource Assessment. And man, they're out to your house lickety-split when you get Medicaid, so you can't hide it. Wow. <clears throat> serious repercussions and I don't want people to have to end their marriages loving marriages to protect their estates now many seniors do this and you can see why but people when they're 30 with children in the home this is really encroaching on our lifestyle in a way that will contribute to disharmony and I'm afraid the dichotomy All right. you know Th from Thomas Thomas in Watsonville articulate <laughs> Thomas holy Christmas thank you so much uh, th thank you for thank you for um Wow, you know, uh, unloading on us. I mean, that's I. <laughs> I'd say that I say that, uh, that know, affect, aff affectionately. That's M Z. Because when we lose the people of that golden greatest generation, like your mother, we will lose these forums. Because I know there's a sacrifice to do this the way you're doing, it. and I just wish I had money I would help and donate because I adore you. Without this free speech, there's no chance for us to recover and be harmonious as a citizenry. Without that goodwill to each other, MZ, what good is winning or liberty or freedom if we hate each other on the street because of a political despotism replacing the age-old religious one? So I want us to right. hands and work together. And thank you for your forum, MZ. Thank, thank you, Thomas. <laughs> I appreciate the kind words. Uh, okay, before we go to Anne and Aptos, uh, I received an email earlier today <clears throat> from none other than our own Aaron Shore. And it says, Thank you, MZ, for bringing us a piece of insight. It need not matter how much this expose is viewed, this uncertificated glimpse into the corrupt individuals which inhabit our country prove we still have yet to complete our overall of freedom, support, and financial stability of government. We have seemed to rest on our laurels and deemed it proprietary to be solved, taken care of, and or grounded. Yet, how many suckers are we going to make out of ourselves and our country if we support those who do not genuinely need our help, but rather those who are codependent of the system, and we the enablers and suppliers of their addiction to the bottom line? that of which is lowbrow and cutthroat laziness and no motivation for earning and achieving pride, self-worth, and contribution to an institution that continues to fail because of they, the people, 
who insist on dragging down with no regard, including their own self-worth. Let us make a change. What do you think about that, KSEO audience? That's uh, from our own incredibly articulate, and I didn't know you had it in you, Aaron. I, I should have I realized it, but uh, thank you for sending this email. And I'm thank sure you I'm for reading it. it. Okay. Um, 479-1080 is the phone number if you want to join the Saturday special uh, with MZ and Aaron. Uh, after that, I'll bet a, a number of you have some comments to make about uh, to, about and to Aaron. I wouldn't be a bit surprised. Um, so let's hear from you, 479-1080. Here is Ann in Aptos. Hey, Ann, how you doing? I'm doing very good. I just wanted to mention something, and I don't know what the person said before. I totally agree with. And my husband's um, aunt and uncle were both attorneys living in Arizona, and he knew that he had a heart problem, which at the time was not serious. So they divorced, and as long as the divorce or changing the deed is, like he said, over three years, when you become uh, that you need assistance and everything, you go on the dole, and that's what they did. And they lived together for like, I don't know, 15 years after they divorced, and the state didn't get anything. And the house immediately just went to her when, you know, he, he passed away and didn't have to pay anything. And I think it's ridiculous that people save all their lives to give their children something, and then you have to pay that enormous amount of money when a person dies. It just it doesn't seem fair, let's put it that way. And that's all I'm going to say. <laughs> well, thank you for saying it on okay. AM 1080 KSCO, hopefully your favorite radio station. Um Let's see. Frank Troya says, I place the blame on my fellow conservatives who don't vote. I don't blame Obama. Clinton signed welfare reform bill that limited the years a person could be on welfare. It also required them to work. Obama removed the limits. I am so fed up with our system being taken advantage and see no correction possible. I would take whatever I could from the uh, government now to hasten the downfall of the system. It won't be a fun event. Maybe the end of America? We are too immoral to govern ourselves as free people. The more immoral, the less freedoms. We vote for people just like ourselves. I have just taken early retirement from turning a screwdriver for a living. I am a self-funded retirement, uh, thanks to the Reagan-era IRA and 401k. I think you are being scammed by the email claiming the call is a fake. Isn't that a tactic of rules for radicals? What about the folks spouting off about the Obama phones? All those programs are true. At least the, at least Lucy knew she wasn't entitled to the programs. The louse screaming about the Obama phone thinks she is entitled to it. At least Lucy was informing us and not bragging about it. Teabaggers, in quotes, is an example of the rules for a radical tactic. And you fell for it. It works. Good show. Your listeners are smart, right? Absolutely. Or they would not be permitted to be listeners. Wise people listen. We keep our mouths shut when we are learning something. That's why the phones don't ring when the show is good. Wow. That's great. People have been telling me that for years. They say, don't fret, MZ, when you don't uh, have many or any callers. 
It doesn't mean that you're boring people to death or that the show is bad. It just means that people are listening, they're riveted, they're learning something. So, yeah, this is well. I, yeah, I, I need to be. I need to be um, reminded of that uh, periodically. And Frank Troya just did a great job of doing just that. Uh, 25 past 11 on your favorite radio station, AM 1080 KSCO. Um, nobody's on the line now, so that gives me a perfect opportunity to say thank you and ask you to say thank you to the um, um, uh, California Grill at Freedom Boulevard and Airport Boulevards um, in Freedom, uh, the sponsor of the Saturday special. Um, Freedom, um, uh, the California Grill is uh, owned by the same uh, people who who, uh, own Lakeside Organics, um, uh, organic uh, farming operation. Uh, located both in Watsonville and in the Central Valley. Fabulous organic food um, that comes right from growing in the ground a few hours earlier or even less into your plate at the California Grill. Food is great. I go there quite frequently. Never had a bad meal. Never had anything less than a fantastic meal. And when you go there, again, please thank them for sponsoring the Saturday special on your favorite radio station, AM 1080-KSCO. Um, okay, I don't seem to have any um, emails now, and let's see if anybody's calling in. Oh, Norman in Pebble Beach has called in here, so uh, let's put Norman on the line. Well, I go to the iPhone and start looking for um, things to play to you folks. Hey, Norman. Hey, how you doing? Good. Uh this is probably a silly thing to be concerned about, but it seems to be shortly around the 5 o'clock hour, maybe a little later, something happens to your transmitter, and I can barely hear you. The static is so... Oh, uh, yeah, it's awful. Yeah, and here's what it is. Here's what it is. This time of year in particular, it's worse in, um, in uh, November and December. It's going to get even worse next month. Ugh, oh, I hate to tell. Yeah. Um, I think it's 4.45 is the earliest that we are, by law, required to drop our power to about one-tenth of what it normally is. And that's why people who are, you know, in outlying districts, particularly if there's if there's a mountain or a hill, and there is between uh, Pebble Beach and uh, KSEO, uh, that is why. Well, we, we've been to the moon. <laughs> Well, <clears throat> I certainly don't agree with the laws, but I'm not going to violate them, or else I'll lose uh, I'll lose the license uh, for KSCO. And uh, so, but here, but here's the good news: the good news is more and more and more people are listening to us online or on their smartphones rather than over the air. And um, the fact of the matter is, I, I just spent a ton of money, a ton of money. Um, um, uh, doing d- uh, maintenance that was long deferred and long needed of our uh, towers and our transmission lines and our wharfs going out to feed the towers in Corcoran Lagoon. Asking myself all the way, uh, is this smart? Because in not too many years, not too much time, radio Terrestrial radio towers are going to be obsolete. Can you say obsolete? I can, and I don't yeah. like saying it. I don't. I don't like saying it because 
when I got into this business um, uh, 23, almost 24 years ago, um, is it 24 years? Whatever it is, whatever it was I got into, uh, February 1991, a person who was 30 years old had never even heard of AM radio. Now, a person who's 30 years old has never even heard of a radio. Where can you even buy a radio? See Crane, yeah, he's a pretty smart man, you know, because he's like, you know, every day that passes, more and more people recognize him as the brand for purchasing radios. And we appreciate that uh, that Bob Crane uh, is a uh, sponsor here of KSCO. Uh, and you'll hear his commercials, his ads throughout the week. But um, the fact of the matter is, is that as time goes on, um, you're not going to be able to even buy a radio. Everything is going to be through the Internet or through your smartphones, through your computer. And so right now, do you you have a computer, Norman? No, I don't. Okay. No, I don't have a computer, email. I don't have any of that stuff. May I ask you a personal question? Go ahead. Why not? (laughs) Well, because I have – I'm so busy doing – things all day long, that would just be another added distraction, something that would suck up two or three hours of my time. And uh, besides the fact, I just don't like the idea in general of uh, people regarding you as some kind of a dummy if you don't have a computer. I know a lot of my friends don't have them, more than you'd probably... Oh, no, no, no. I, 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 I totally agree with you that an amazing number of people refuse to have computers and I, I just don't get it you know and I, it's not a value judgment I just don't understand it I don't understand it's like it's like how do you how do you, how do you even participate in life without a, a computer and an internet connection I just don't get it I don't maybe know. you can explain it to me one of my best friends runs a shop in Carmel and he does very well and he doesn't have a computer either Ah, that's just amazing. Yeah. Well, let me ask you this. Yeah. If if some people say I'm wrong and that, you know, it's going to be 20 or 30 years, not three or four or five, before um, uh, radio towers like KSEOs are, are irrelevant, uh, and and who knows? I, I don't I don't I don't want to be right. I want to be wrong on this one, for gosh sakes. But suppose I was right, and three or four years or five years from now. You know, you you couldn't listen to KSCO unless you chose to have a smartphone or chose to have a computer and an Internet connection. Would you just do without? Well, that's hard to say, knowing where I will be if, you know, if, it, if, it, if that takes place. Uh, I suppose I'd be, I'd have to get involved, I suppose, uh-huh. that's the way I'd look at it. And you're right, a lot of people don't have to right now. It doesn't mean I understand it, but a lot of people don't. It's just amazing to me how many people refuse to have a computer. Why? Because they love to read the newspaper, you know? And there's there's enough of those, there's enough of people who love to read a newspaper out there so that the newspapers don't totally go out of business yet. Right, right. So... Anyhow, that's fascinating. That's okay, even even you agree to that. Okay, great. Oh, yeah. Well, listen, Norman, thank you for thank you for listening to KSCO, and we'll we'll try to make it. I I, I was going to say we'll try to make it easier for you to listen, but the only way we could do that is if you're willing to get a smartphone or listen online. 
because if if we don't um, live up to the rules that the FCC says we must, then we're not going to be around on the air. Oh, yeah, I understand, sure. Okay. All righty, thanks for your call. Keep listening. Thanks for, thanks for talking to me. Goodbye. Take care. Here's Stan in Marysville. Hi, Stan. How's everything up in Marysville? Good morning. Everything is fine. Although I see we're going to have some uh, uh, pretty cold weather here in the next three or four days, like sub-freezing. <laughs> uh, this is I'm an outrage. Yeah, I'm from Salinas, actually, uh, Prudendale. We have a home there. And I actually have a home here in, Prune, in Marysville. And uh, I've listened to you for years, and I love your program. And it's good today, too. Uh, when I'm up here, I get on the computer, and that's the only way I can get you. That's why I'm, I'm picking you up on streaming computer right now, uh, because I do miss your show. It's great. And I oh, thank you, know, you. Yeah, I'm one of the few that's on the computer and uh, listen to you. And, and in fact, I've been listening to you for years, and sometimes I've called in. Uh, you may not recognize my name because not very often. I'm a little shy of getting on the on the radio, like some people. In other ways, I'm not. So, but I just give a call and say it's a good show and. Uh, whether you're hearing from us or not, we're there listening. Well, thank you so much, Stan. And, uh, yeah, you in, endure the uh, – be, be, I hope you have plenty of blankets and lots of heat to endure <laughs> well, like the coming sub-zero weather. Yeah, I don't think you guys are going to get it yet, according to the computer. We're going to be down to 25 for about three or four days, which is pretty cool. Oh, my God, that's too cold. Yeah. Yeah, much too so. cold. Anyway, I'll tell you a call because I am thank- streaming once. Thanks for calling. I think we're we're about at the tipping point now. If not now, very soon to now, where more people will be listening to the stream than to uh, than to over the air. Anyhow, Rich and Salinas, it's your turn. Welcome to the Saturday special with MZ. Yeah, good morning, MZ. And uh, I don't have a computer either, but I just recently got a smartphone in April, so I'm able to log on and check out stuff on the website. Haven't logged on to your program that way yet. I don't know if I can do that or not, but. Uh, so there's a lot of us that don't have. And by the way, I would agree with all the rest of these other callers that uh, we are going to listen to you. If you put music on, I'd have to turn the station, though, probably. No, 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 no. It would be a real casual. In fact, I'm plugging it in right now. Uh, well, yeah, But go ahead. Keep talking here while I'm okay. doing this now, here because I'm listening. Now, decided to maybe call that radio station in Austin to see if that uh, lady is real or not? Can you do that or email them? Just ask him. Find out what's what going a on. great idea! Why didn't I think of that? Well, you're new to all the stations, so you could probably you probably know the owner down there anyway. And by the oh. way, keeping you on the air is the, is the primary concern because this is Is that too loud? Oh, it's terrible. <laughs> but do you know what that was? <laughs> it sounds like theme music. <laughs> now, does anybody know what that was? Does anybody know what that was the beginning to? Uh, a, a, can, a, a canister of Beyond Tangy Tangerine to the first person who calls 47910. And by the way, that's $50. That's a $50 value. That's what people yeah. pay. You know, and worth every penny. Um, so, so someone's calling in here. Someone's calling in. Uh, now I don't know if they're calling into the talk radio. Oh, oh my God, the board's lighting up now. What are we going to do? All right, who's the first one? Uh, I, wait a minute. Um, Rich and Salinas, yep. let, let me put you on hold, okay, because I want to finish your phone call. But here, let, let's here let's call. Uh, who, who is this on line two? I don't know. Who is it? Well, you tell me. Oh, John in <laughs> Prune, Tucky. Yeah, do do, do you know? Do, 
Okay, but what song in particular? Oh, come on now. You didn't say uh, I'm that. not going to give you a $50, you know, can yeah, of Beyond Tangy Tangerine for just saying the Beatles. No, no, no. The, the, who, yeah, the, the, the name of the title. No, the title. No, the title and you 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 got the um, you got the artist right. Well, can I hear a little just a little bit more? No. That's not fair. Well, okay. Well, hold on a second. It, we're going to see if the others. We'll put. We'll keep. Should we hang up on you or should we keep you on hold? I don't care. Well, I'll hang up on you then. Okay. Bye. Okay. Bye. Bye. Brian. <laughs> Brian and Felton. Yeah, good morning, MZ. Thank you again for all you guys do for us. I say it's the fool on the hill. No. By the Sorry. Beatles? Yeah, it was not the fool on the hill by the Beatles. Sorry. Oh, but thank God. you for trying. Good try, Patty and Felton. Is it I am the Eggman, I am the walrus? Uh, Patty and Felton. Patty and Felton just picked up a... Um, a can of Beyond Tangy Tangerine, all for all for herself. Now we do not give chintzy prizes here on your favorite radio station. I mean, yeah, B- BTT is 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 uh, yeah. I mean, it's fifty bucks for a canister I've of this been stuff. How? To try this. Well, now you're gonna get it for free. Now, now we got to figure out. We don't want some. Do you want to give your name on the air? I mean, how are we gonna police this thing? Because some a bunch of people come to the station and say I'm Patty and Felton and and, and ah. not you. What are we gonna do? Oh. Let's come up with a code word. Oh, okay, okay, I got a code word for you. What is it? But it's got to be private. Are you? I'm not on the air. <laughs> yeah, you are on the air. I'm just having fun with you. Why don't you send me? Why don't you email me your code word? Okay. I mz at mz@ksco.com. And I promise I I. I promise I won't read that email to to the listeners. You got it. I am so stoked. Thank you. So that would much. be something that I would do. I I would have someone you know send me a code word and then I would read it as a regular because you know because when I'm here doing the Saturday special I'm I'm really my brain just sometimes just isn't connected. Oh yeah. But at least well, but at least I'm honest, right? Yeah. You always are, and it's so great listening to you. Thank you, and I'll get that email to you. Okay, very good. Thank you, Patty. And here, here, now we can listen to Richard N. Watsonville, you're on the air. Well, thanks, MZ. How you doing? Fine. How are you're you, Richard N. Watsonville? Good, good. You're, you're, you said you're in San Francisco today? KSCO North uh, 2, yeah. KSCO North 1 is somewhere else, but KSCO North 2 is here. I'm here for the occasion of the uh, the, the wedding of my niece. Excellent. Which will, which will happen in just a few hours, uh, very uh, close to where I am physically located. How are you, Richard N. Watsonville? Be honest. Well, I'm, I'm very good. I uh, 
been listening to the program, and I tell you what, man, I'm I'm uh, confused. Not confused so much. Maybe, maybe I'm really I'm really ahead of my time because always. Uh, it, it, it's almost it almost seems to me like computers are dead. I mean, I'm I'm so glad I never got into computers. I mean, uh, I'm so glad I never bought a house and had to have a house own me, like you guys were talking in the first. Yeah, house. you're right. You're right. I mean, uh, having to deal with all this uh, taxes, taxes. Tea Party stands for taxed enough already, don't it? Uh, yeah, the T does. T stands for. Yeah, T E A. Right. That's exactly right. Taxed enough already, and you guys don't—you know—you you elect these people that keep taxing the hell out of you. I don't, Richard N. Watsonville. Maybe well, you, you, you do. You, no, you try not to, but look how you get overruled every time. Well, computers are to me are nothing more than just a, like a library, a place to store things. Right. I, I don't. I don't think uh, you know all this being able to. Uh, uh, communicate and doing all this stuff. I don't even think calling it terrestrial radio is right. Well, uh, we're just we're just going to call it media content. Well, in reality, it's, it's it is medium band band radio. Yeah. But uh, a lot of people don't even know what AM stands for. Active That's Minds and FM stands for Four Morons. I learned that from Dave Allen years ago. Doesn't really matter. What matters is they don't know. So they're not going back to anything except what you're teaching them about computers. And I'm telling you, man, it's the computers are not what, where it's at. Computers not going to cook your dinner for you like you think it is. Uh, in the future, we're we're not going to be. Uh, I can see more people going back. In other words, okay, going back, going back to the old ways because uh, well. In that, if, 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 if that's true, and I hope it is, that that I will not feel that I will feel that I did the best, the right thing, by by um, maintaining the towers. Look, what, did you maintain the towers, or is that place a historical landmark? Well, we we did it anyhow. It doesn't matter. It'd be done by somebody else if you didn't do it, wouldn't it? If we didn't do it, it a big storm comes along, and and one one tower comes down, they all come down. And that's the end of that's the end of everybody's favorite radio station around here. No, it here. won't be. No, it won't be because it's a historical landmark, and we got tax money set aside for that place. Wrong. Again, right? Wrong. Well, it's a historic. It's a local historical landmark. There's not diddly squat set aside for anything. Oh well, then you haven't been here enough to see all these historical associations popping up all over the place and putting plaques on buildings and and setting this aside. Hell, they just wasted uh, damn near three million dollars rebuilding the veterans uh, building down there next to the the uh, post office. This you know, is not a good thing. No, they should have left those organizations out there on Imline Street, out at the old county hospital. Now and, you're talking. Yeah, because they all they're going to do is turn that uh, veterans' place into a, a recreational place for dancing. It's a dance halls. Right. It has nothing to do with veterans. Hey, Richard, yeah. I just realized that I have done a disservice to Rich and Salinas. I told them we were going to come yeah, back to him, and it's almost like I forgot about him. You put and that's him not home. nice. That is not nice. I mean, that is not nice on my part. I'm going to so get it, off and let you go. Thank you so much. And uh, there goes Richard N. Watsonville. Sorry, Richard Salinas, you were saying? Yeah, okay. <laughs> you 
have a lapse of memory there for a second. Yes. Uh, just a couple more things, and I'll get off. Uh, you know, I'm hoping that you'll be on the air in the next two years because the way the uh, FDA is or the uh, administration is uh, going, you're trying to get rid of all these radio stations, and you're going to be one of the first to go because you're independent. You know, they want all these people doing exactly what they wanted to do on the radio. So putting money in the challenge is a good idea. Uh, you used to have the Sharks games on. You don't hear the Sharks anymore? No. No. I heard there's an FM station. I forget, 92-something. Yeah. And, and I don't know. It's hard to get them for some reason. Because you know, they're always they're the last thing that gets played. It's usually basketball. Yeah, I, I made the decision. Uh, I didn't feel good about it. Uh, everybody in the, in, the, in the station was sad about my decision to drop the Sharks. But the Sharks never made us any money. And that's why they just, they just required us to break our schedule. And and we never we never made any money. We got one or two little sponsors out out of the deal when we were supposed to get hundreds, and so I just said no. We're not we're not a sports station. Every time I've allowed myself to fall into that trap, I've regretted it. And I and it's nothing against the Sharks. The Sharks are one hell of a wonderful you know local team you know, but uh, no, it just doesn't fit with us. So okay. The last thing I want to say is, uh, you know, they're, they're scamming uh, all kinds of programs, and I've worked with the homeless. I've talked to you about it before. And most of these people who get disability checks, they use them for drugs or alcohol, and that's the problem. They get checks. They don't save up two months to get an apartment, or they'll buy a car cheap, not register it, drive it until it gets towed off, and then they're back again. But they're using the rest of the money for drugs. So whether it's uh, on welfare or whether it's disability for, for people that are disabled and they use it for drugs, it's just frustrating. If all this money was cut off, I don't know what all these people would do. If they'd be out there robbing, stealing, breaking into houses or whatever. But um, they all have enough, just enough to get by, and they'll scam for anything else they can get. You know? so, anyway, oh. listen, I appreciate your radio station more than you know, and everybody else does too. Thank you very much, Anthony. Okay, you bet. Um, someone's calling me now. So um, I'm going to ignore it because I'm doing this radio program, you know. I mean, that's the least I can do. I mean, it would be terrible to ignore Jan in San Lorenzo Valley and take a personal phone call, wouldn't it? <laughs> Hi, Michael. Hi. I hope, I hope you get better real quick here. Really it just sounds horrible. Well. I, I feel fine. It'll, you'll know, all of a sudden you'll uh, realize one, one day that it's gone. I'll be, I hope I don't, I'm not spewing over all the guests at the wedding later today. <laughs> Or or on the horse DORVs, <laughs> worse yet. Well, I, I wanted to call in because uh, I wanted to remind people that as we go into the future, that we have to keep our backup systems in place. You know, like with telephones, um, not very many telephone booths left anymore. They're oh, they're fun. Yeah. Yeah, most of the telephone booths that are are, are the are the ones from uh, um, UK and London and so forth. Those red ones oh, yeah. that people have, you know, uh -huh. around here. Well, if our cell phones go down, and there's not very many landlines, you know, they're they're, they're deciding whether they're going to keep the landlines going, and the telephone booths are barely there. What happens when the system goes down? When the system goes down, the computers and the TVs and you know, don't work. We're going to be back listening to the radio and using walkie-talkies, telegraph, and you know, whatever we have to do to communicate. But we've got my point. Whole point is we've got to save our backup system. 
Um, absolutely. And I'm doing that and you're doing that, presumably, yes? Wow, doing the best I can. Okay. All righty, Jan. Thank you so much for calling. There's 10 minutes left. Now, nine minutes left. I think we're going to go out with music. Now, if someone calls and gives me uh, a reason enough that makes sense to not, to interrupt, you know, interrupt the music like I'm doing now, probably driving you all crazy, then we'll do it. But otherwise, I think we're just going to let it roll. next Wait a minute. Wait a minute. 
some some dirty so and so is calling me now and ruining the radio program. I'm going to decline. Evergreen, what's up? Oh, wait a minute, Evergreen, I can't hear you. i got to switch the other headphones. Um, <clears throat> okay, repeat again, what's up? Evergreen. Oh, you know what? Evergreen, Hello? tell me what's up. Oh, oh, I didn't really want yeah, to Yeah, I can hear you now. I, I, you okay. didn't want to go on the air? Not really. Unfortunately, you're on the air. Oh, well, anyway, okay, well, then I just want to say how amusing it is how... You have such self-doubts about your programming and your station and how wonderful all the stuff you do is. You don't realize the full spectrum of light, both dark and light, that you bring to uh, the airwaves. And um, I think that it's, it's really uh, commendable how courageous you are to be able to just put yourself out there. And um, hey, hey, are you are you hearing are you hearing music now? Yeah. Oh well, here, sorry. I'm not hearing any music now, but now I fade that down so people can hear what you said. Well, anyway, I think it's 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 amusing how you have such uh, self doubts about what you do because you do such wonderful things. You bring the full spectrum of light, both dark and uh, you know, you have the courage to talk, look at the ugly stuff, and to kind of make political discussion and dissent and arguing and all that kind of stuff, what kind of a lifestyle and a kind of a political. Uh, courage to actually be an American and have an opinion rather than just be a part of the herd. I want to so keep you on for the rest of the I day. You. Not the rest of the show, the rest of the day. You know, 24-7 if you're up to it. Because, you know, people right people love to hear things that said nice about themselves. Well, it's so rare. Yeah. Well, that's Anyhow. What, that's, what's, that's what's so amusing is that you you, uh, you seem to really uh, have self-doubt. Like so many people on the on the planet, you know, that's part of the problem is we're so uh, encouraged by the common, the, uh, you know, the dominant paradigm that corporations know better and Obama knows better and that's bullshit. Uh, trust their own Seven selves. lonely days yes. and a dozen pounds ago oh, Here's Elvis. I reached out Thank you, Evergreen. Up, Don't know why you'd run, what you're uh, running to or from. Uh, All I know is I want to bring you home. Thank you. I appreciate your call. Okay, here comes Brian and Felton. Thank you, Evergreen. Here comes Brian and Felton. And I'm going to pause Elvis long enough to hear from Brian. Hey, MZ. Happy Hanukkah, and I got a quickie. Um, is Rich coming back? I hate him, but I want him back. Are you Lieberman? Yeah, yeah. yes, in some in some form or other. <clears throat> yeah, sure, he's a good guy. Yeah. You know, I hope we'll I hope we'll see him at our upcoming holiday party. Oh, by the way, oh. I'm having a nervous breakdown as we speak <laughs> because every at the at our holiday party at KSCO for the last several years. We have had a wonderful, wonderful um, karaoke um, celebration. Yes, 
where I where I get all liquored up and other people do the same and make asses of ourselves, you know, in front of everybody. <laughs> and the reason I'm having a nervous breakdown right now is because um, Rosie reminded me uh, yesterday. She said, you know, it's only a week away, our our annual holiday party. And have I made arrangements with the uh, karaoke people? I said, no, 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 but I will right now. And I called, and I left. It was a voicemail message. We'll get back to you. But I have this sinking feeling that they're on vacation, or they're not going to get back to me, or they're, or they're, they're engaged during the the potty oh, time. So listen. No, <laughs> okay. no, 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 no. I I know you can get some really good ones too. Now, but yeah, yeah. I, no, I but what you need to have, you need to have people who are pros. You need to have people, um, and uh, I, I feel like giving a commercial because these guys are, um, it's called Karaoke Sound Company. Yeah, uh, they're the best. They're the absolute best. They're wonderful, wonderful people. They're pros all the way, and they have the most incredible library of karaoke. In fact, I've been wanting to do a karaoke radio show for a long time. Who does that? Right. Well, there you, there you, there you go. You know, and I was going to say, as a fundraiser, you can invite all the fans to pay ten dollars. I'd pay ten dollars to see Rosie sing. <laughs> I don't know if she'd do that for only ten dollars, but, but maybe, maybe. Anyhow, thank you so much for calling Brian in Felton, and we're going to play some more uh, Kentucky Rain and who knows what else. Kentucky back road, I've loved you much too long. My love's too strong. Let you go, never knowing what went wrong. And for the rain keeps pouring down, and up ahead's another town that I'll go walking through with the rain in my shoes. Okay, I'm gonna fade the music down. I just got an email that's that could be it could be interpreted in two ways. It could be interpreted as a um, an exciting email, or it could be interpreted as a um, sort of a scary, unnerving email. But anyhow, here's what it says. Uh, my I, now this is from Paul. Uh, Michael, we are on for May 31st, 2014 in Santa Cruz. Give me a call, please, when you have a moment. And, 